Welcome to another episode of Frank Mott's Weekly Thoughts. It's your boy, F. Mott. You already know. This week on the podcast, I'm coming at you guys solo. I had a couple things that I've been thinking about just that I want to get out there and get off my mind. So, let's jump into it, you know. I like to talk about maturing and getting older and having a kid, you know, has really... I wouldn't say forced me to grow up because I've always kind of been a grown up, but it's just forced me to put things into more of a perspective where what's important and what's not important. You know what I'm saying? So as we get older and we start maturing, we, we realize that we want different things out of life that we did when we were younger, you know, certain things matter and other things just don't matter anymore as you get older and you have a child. So what I really want to talk about is just trying to have a positive outlook every day. You know, I realize that there, it really doesn't make sense getting upset at things that you can't control. I try to try to live my life these days in a positive headspace where I don't want to let little things, minor things, even major things for that matter, rattle me or get me upset. I'm really, really just trying to live my life almost like a monk where I am in complete control of all the settings that are going on in my head. You know, I really I really feel like the people that get triggered really easy or can let somebody else's words affect their mental state, I feel like that's a weak-minded individual, you know. I know it's harder, or I guess I should say it's easier said than done to not let these things get to you. But as you as you grow up and you have a kid, like I said, some things that used to matter just don't matter anymore. And other things that don't didn't matter before are really a big deal now, you know? So as you grow up, you I think everyone will find out what those important things are in their life and what those things are that are not important in their life so and that's all really in the eye of the beholder what's important in your life may not be important for my life and vice versa so I think um, confidence is key in life you know Um, be confident in who you are as a person you don't have to fake the funk you know You'd be surprised at how many people will like you just for you being you. You don't have to need to act a certain way around a certain type of person or whatever, you know. Just be yourself. And I think when people realize that, you know, there's nobody else on this world for you to be other than yourself, you know. God made you as an individual. So be original and uh, own who you are. And I feel like... Once more people own who they really are, you begin to see more confidence. You realize that, you know, when you stand in that mirror at the end of the night or at the beginning of the morning, there's nobody else there but you. So that's the only person that really matters. With that being said, I think... You should always walk through this life with your head held high and be confident in who you are as a person. 
and always strive to want more out of this life, but be grateful for what you have. So find your support system and use them, you know, find the people that you love and the people that love you the most and use them when you're feeling weak or you're feeling down or you're feeling vulnerable or whatever that is, you know, that's why we have people in this world. That's why we have family. That's why we have friends. You know, that's why we, that's why we keep those people around us because you're able to go to those people when you need them. So don't be scared. Don't feel weak to reach out to people when you're feeling like you might need a little bit of extra support. That's what they're there for. And I'm sure that mostly all of them will be happy to be there for you. So another thing I want to touch on is, you know, other people, you can't change people. That's, that's something I've come to realize over time is that you really can't change people. You can try if you want to, but at the end of the day, that person has to be seeking the change on their own or else it won't work. So I've come to realize over years that once you realize you can't change people, it's almost kind of freeing, you know, because you drop those expectations. Um, you kind of just leave the ball in their court. You know, you don't have to worry about that. You, you reach out with whatever you want to do. And if, if you don't get a response, then that's on them. You know, I, I don't believe you should ever beg anyone to try to have a relationship or anything like that with you. If they don't want to be in your life, then so be it. Let them go and let them do their thing. Let them be free. So that's another thing to remember. But I just want to start this podcast off with a little touch of positivity before um, I go into a little bit more deeper stuff, you know. So what I, what I want to touch on was um, the Breonna Taylor case. I know it's something that's pretty much everywhere and shoved down everyone's throat right now with, you know, sports and the news and the media and social media. But I don't know. I I really hadn't paid a whole lot of attention to the whole Breonna Taylor case. Until the Kentucky Attorney General came out and, you know, made a statement about whatever happened. I, I had already known that they weren't going to charge these officers with anything. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. They with with all these murders and everything else, it's very hard to to charge an officer for murder, especially in a situation like that where they had a warrant and apparently shots were fired from both sides. You know, I mean, how would how would they charge him with murder? He didn't go there with intent to say I'm going to kill these people. But I started to just look into the case a little bit more after this whole thing this week and all the craziness, but apparently these, these staged and planned riots where people are popping out with like signs and equipment out of U-Haul trucks and shit. And I just don't, I don't really understand it is there's a lot of, there's a lot of, to me, like I said, I don't, I'm not fully educated on everything in the Brianna Taylor case. I just did a little bit of research the other day and some of the stuff that I'm finding just don't sound right. Really? It just doesn't seem right. Something seems off about this whole case. So 
I mean, like, like you guys know I'm a conspiracy guy, so I, I, I go down some of these rabbit holes on some of these conspiracies and all this other stuff, but, so, originally, back when this whole thing happened, I, I obviously, I'd heard about what had happened, and a couple days after it happened, and they were talking about at this time, the whole plan of the raid on Brianna Taylor's house was because they wanted to gentrify this neighborhood was the gentrification of this neighborhood is why they wanted to go do this at least that was part of the conspiracy around it but i'm sure the kentucky ag and all the people involved the people that know more than i do will tell you that apparently brianna taylor who was like an emt or whatever had an ex-boyfriend who was a drug dealer and the ex-boyfriend was getting packages to Brianna's house and all kind of other stuff that seems weird. And so the night where the warrant was executed, Brianna was there with her, her new boyfriend, apparently, who um, is, is a black man. They're both black men. It's all black people. And not, not that it really matters. I'm just, I'm sure you people know know the case more than I do but apparently they're all there that night and the officers do a scope out of the house before they get ready to serve the raid or whatever and all they see is one person in the house apparently so they proceed to serve the warrant and um so apparently like what they were saying about this warrant was that it was a no-knock warrant which apparently means that they don't have to knock at the door. They could just roll up and kick the door in and serve the warrant. But apparently they're seeing that there's footage or, or video officer cam of them actually knocking before serving the warrant. So apparently the police officers knock. They announce themselves. There's no answer. So then they go ahead to kick in the door. And so they kick in the door and then one officer goes inside and apparently... As the door gets kicked open, he's met in the hallway by Brianna Taylor and her new boyfriend. And then this officer claims that, that the boyfriend has a pistol in his hand, a 9mm pistol in his hand. And he apparently goes to draw down on the officer. The one officer that's inside of the apartment after they breach the door. And so at this point, this officer proceeds to fire his weapon. These Apparently the officers are all shooting uh, 40 millimeter handguns. So at this point, apparently a gunfight breaks out. And the officers shoot between 35 to 40 rounds through this apartment. And the officers claim that Breonna Taylor's new boyfriend... Kenneth Walker discharged his nine millimeter pistol and shot at one at shot at the officers and hit one of the officers in the leg. Brianna Taylor, I believe, was shot six times or nine times, with one time either being in the head or the chest being the fatal blow that killed her. But Kenneth Walker survives and apparently gets arrested you know, for shooting at the officers or whatever. Okay. 
now the story gets pretty fishy to me. So I start doing my research on the stuff. And so and a lot of you people that don't know this should really go do your research. So this whole Breonna Taylor thing now happens and now months and months go by and you get the celebrities get a hold of it. You get the athletes get a hold of it. The media obviously has dragged it out extensively. So everyone's heard about it. And so apparently Kentucky, the state of Kentucky, from all the pressure from the celebrities and the athletes and the media and the social media world, they apparently cancel no-knock warrants. So now out of nowhere, because Brianna gets killed in this gunfight or whatever, they're going to cancel no-knock warrants. So all, all of a sudden, now the state of Kentucky is saying, all right, well, because this happened, no more no-knock warrants. We're not doing that anymore because we feel it's wrong. All right? That's, that's the first thing. All of a sudden, they're going to stop the no-knock warrants. Then, apparently, I believe they, they paid Brianna Taylor's family upwards of I don't know 12 million or whatever I don't know the exact number but they paid her family a whole bunch of money okay that's the second thing that's just like okay seems like the state of Kentucky's backtracking just a little bit or whatever and then on so then the third thing that happens is apparently Kenneth Walker gets the charges dropped against him which makes me scratch my head so, so these three cops show up, they serve a warrant, they kick in the door, this guy is there, points a gun at them, draws down on them, and apparently shoots one of the cops in the leg. Because they claim that all the officers were shooting 40 millimeters, and Kenneth Walker, and they were claiming that Kenneth Walker was a drug dealer, and this and that, and they say that the officers were shot with a 9 millimeter was apparently, you know, that was Kenneth's gun. So, I'm just curious. Why, if this guy shot at police officers, why would the state of Kentucky drop the charges? Doesn't that seem a little weird to you? And now Kenneth Walker is coming out now and um, is suing the state, claiming that he's not a drug dealer. He's a legal, law-abiding gun owner. And he would never shoot the gun at police knowingly. He would never shoot his gun at police knowingly. He's, he's a law-abiding citizen. He's a legal gun owner. He's not a drug dealer. So, I'm just, I don't know what to believe. Why, why would they drop the charges against him if he shot at a police officer? It doesn't make sense to me. And now they're claiming that these officers might have shot themselves in this whole gun gunfight. So I just don't know. The whole the whole case seems a little shaky, seems a little weird. Like I said, I don't know all the facts. If some of you guys know more about this than I do, hey, reach out to me. Let's talk about it. This is just the little information that I've done. It just something doesn't seem right about this whole thing i just why would this guy who shot at the cops why would they why would they drop the charges why would they give her family millions of dollars why would they stop the no-knock warrants uh i just don't know you know i don't know about 
what's happening there in the state of Kentucky. But thank God it's it's not in my backyard. It's unfortunate. I, I definitely feel for Breonna Taylor, and people are saying that, you know what, maybe should, she shouldn't lay in bed with drug dealers or whatever the case may be. It's just... It's a crazy world we live in, man. This sounds like some um, some movie stuff, you know? This sounds like really something that you would see in a movie. Um, so, anyway, that, that's my thoughts on the whole Breonna Taylor thing. I would need more facts before I'm able to pass judgment on anybody. Before, you know, I really can't. Like I said, I'm, I'm unbiased to most of this stuff. So, I'm just giving my opinion of it all. But I got another thing that's really, you know, grinding my gears as far as this whole 2020 world that we live in right now is cancel culture. So some of you guys might not know about cancel culture. And for those of you who don't know about cancel culture, I'm going to go ahead and uh, explain cancel culture to you for a minute. So cancel, cancel culture is withdrawing support for public figures or companies after they've done something objectionable or offensive. So, for me, I think, I think I've come up with who started cancel culture. Because cancel culture has definitely not always been a thing. Cancel culture is something that's new. Something that that has just started and a lot of people are pointing fingers from, you know, where it's come from. So this is some deep state DNC shit, you know, uh, maybe I got to be honest. My this is this is just my thoughts. These are my opinions. I think the start of the starter of cancel culture was the old president chief himself, Donald J. Trump. So I, I don't remember when it was. I think it was, I don't know, maybe 2016, maybe when he was coming up to run for president or whatever, when he canceled the NFL because Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee. And he said, oh, this is, this is bullshit. If you're going to let your players do this and disrespect our flag, nobody should watch and this and that and whatever. And now it's truly just taken off like wildfire. It's truly taken off like wildfire. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure a lot of you know. One of my favorite podcasts was a, a podcast called Fighter and the Kid. And this podcast is with uh, Brendan Chobb, who is a former UFC fighter, and Brian Callen, who is a comedian slash actor. And really, the podcast really made itself and was great because of Brian Callen. He's hilarious. And so literally just a few months ago, apparently... Some woman from 20 plus years ago comes out of the blue claiming that she dated Brian Callen for a little while and he apparently was aggressive and he raped her and held her down on multiple occasions or whatever. You can research it all on your own or whatever. And Brian Callen denies these allegations, says never happened, whatever. He's like, you know, why, why is this just now coming up? And so... Boom, out of nowhere, Brian Callen has been canceled. This happened probably six months ago, and immediately he was dropped from his podcast. He hasn't appeared on any other podcast. He's pretty much 
just been scorned and in hiding, has been dropped by all of his sponsors without lack of proof or proper trial or anything, you know, just pretty much her word against his and canceled. So, and a lot of these people are claiming, oh, this, this is coming from liberals and the left and, you know, and, and I just don't believe that's true. I believe that old uh, Daddy Trump created cancel culture when he canceled the NFL and withdrew support. Hell, I can tell you right now, when I post my little Instagram stories and me watching football, I got three to five people reaching out to me talking about, oh, you watch that bullshit and you support those, those babies and this and that. And I'm just like, man, like I was speaking about earlier, confidence and being who you are as a person. I've been, not only did I play football for 10 to 15 years of my life, I've watched it my whole life. I remember being a kid with my dad watching football. It's just a part of my life. I love the game. I love the sport. And so now all of a sudden, because they drag politics into football, I'm supposed to stop watching football. What kind of sense does that make? What kind of sense does that make? And a lot of you guys know that I'm into the outdoors. So I got a lot of outdoor people that I follow and follow me. And, you know, this one guy, I just had to explain to him. I'm like, look, bro. So he's he's a fishing guide. That's his job by trade. He takes people out fishing. And so I told him, like, what are you going to do? And he's literally adamant about the NFL. They're a bunch of babies they support a terrorist organization and this and that, just all this dumb, ignorant bullshit. And so I tell him, like, look, bro, what are you going to do if at the Bassmasters they start taking knees? You going to stop fishing? You going to stop guiding people? You going to sell your fucking boat? Well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, he had no answer for me. He had no answer. It's just like, look, man, <clears throat> you're weak minded. That's a weak-minded thought that if something that someone else is doing can affect you so much, and he claims, oh, I've watched football my whole life, this, that, and whatever. If something that someone is doing can affect you so much that you're going to say, I'm canceling them, I'm not watching them no more, I'm not doing that anymore, I'm sorry. That's that weak-minded stuff I'm talking about. I've been a fan of the sport since I was a young child, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to stop watching it, I'm supposed to cancel the NFL? Because somebody else feels a certain type of way? Nah, I don't buy it and I'm not signing up for it. I think for myself, I make my own thoughts. I think everyone else should do the same. So, and by all means, and like I told this guy, I said, hey man, that's 100% your deal. That's on you. If you want to cancel the NFL and you want to do whatever you want to do, more power to you, bro. But I don't need you coming onto my page and spewing your negative nonsense just because I don't want to hear it. I'm clearly going to do what I want to do anyway. So there's not, and like I told this man, there's not nothing that anyone else can do or can say that's going to jade my opinion on something. I think for myself, I make my own thoughts. So and like I said, if, if, if your belief is that strong in the way you feel, that's fine, by all means. But I don't believe you should put your beliefs off on other people. So, that's how I feel about it. 
you don't want to watch football, just fine. Don't watch football. But you don't need to spew negative hate talk and everything else in other people's direction. It's just, it's 2020. There's enough hate and um, distaste for everything going on right now. So a little more positivity, I think, would will uh, do the world a better place. So that that's where I think cancel come cancel culture comes from. I do think it is a little unnerving, you know. It's it goes back to the whole identity politics things where people are just so married to their thoughts and their beliefs that they'll literally they'll end friendships. They will block people on social media. They will spew their negative thoughts to try to ruin someone else's thought process of how they feel. You know what? Last time I checked, this was America. And you are allowed to have a different thought than your neighbor. You know, you're allowed to. That's why we have Trump people and not Trump people. That's it's okay. It's okay. And hopefully democracy will will continue to go on after Trump. And hopefully we'll get back to some form of uh, normalcy here where we are not so divided. And, and, And I really do believe that's going to happen. I think it's probably going to take the election to come and pass and Christmas maybe to come and go, but we'll get back to some normalcy. We'll, we'll get rid of these fucking masks and, um, life will go back to how we remember it, you know, and, and maybe we, we never will get rid of the mask. Maybe the mask will be here to stay for some people. And that's fine too. You know, if you, if you're not comfortable going back to your normal everyday life, how it was before with going out, eating in restaurants, going to big bars and clubs and spending time in large groups of people. That's fine. You know what? Live your life how you want to live it. It's your life. If you want to be a hermit and stay in the house all day, that's just fine. But me, I have to get over it. I have to keep on moving with my life. Like I said, I've never been really a big, a big fan of large crowds, concerts, malls, that kind of thing anyway. I'm more of an outdoors, peace, quiet kind of guy. Um, I am ready to go out and get some crab legs somewhere and sit down and have a nice dinner with my fiance. So at some point, whenever we get some free time from the baby, I'm sure we'll we'll get a chance to get out and do that. But for now, yeah, we just pretty much, we cook at the house. I got a brand new Traeger grill the other day. So we're going to kick back. We're going to barbecue. Grilling season is on the way. So I'm looking forward to grilling up a whole bunch of meat, whether it's ribs or sausages. So I was telling I was telling my homie the other day. So he told me that he got his Traeger and he doesn't even he doesn't even use his propane grill anymore. And I had to tell him, like, look, man, don't get me wrong. I love this Traeger grill, but my propane grill just gets hot and there ain't nothing like getting this propane grill, turning it up, put it on as high as it goes, letting the heat get up around close to 600 degrees and putting a steak on that thing, man. And literally just letting it sear, screaming hot grill, maybe four to six minutes per side, take it off. It has a nice crust on the outside. So that's how I do my steaks. I do my steaks on the propane grill, scorching hot heat, And then every other form of meat goes on the Traeger. So, um, literally, you can't beat sausages on this Traeger. Sausage, sausages, burgers, ribs, pulled pork, hot dogs, 
all that stuff on the Traeger is just money. You can't beat it. But there's nothing like a searing hot grill for a nice ribeye or something like that. You just got to watch it because it will flame up on you. But the scorching hot grill is the way to go. But that's pretty much it. I just had a couple things I just wanted to come on, come on and drop off on you guys. And if you guys got any comments, concerns, or thoughts... Or if I'm speaking wrong on any of this stuff, I very well could be speaking wrong. You guys, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. So just let me know and correct me where I need correcting and I'll accept that. But that's it. That's me dropping a solo podcast on you guys. I just wanted to drop in and say what's up. Let you guys know my opinion on a few of the things that are happening right now in the world at this current time. So... I'll be back with you guys probably next week. I'm going to have a guest on. We'll sit down and hopefully we'll try to sit down and do a video, a video taped podcast where we drop it on YouTube. I did just start up a YouTube channel. I haven't dropped any material on it yet, but I figured I'm going to, at some point I will get a podcast studio built, but for now we'll probably just straight up video this and stream it right here from my living room and we'll do it from there. But that's it. That's another episode. I want to thank you guys for uh, stopping in and listening to another week of uh, Frank Mott's Weekly Thoughts. It's your boy, F. Mott. You already know. Y'all stay safe out there. Stay corona-free, COVID-free. Stay safe. I love you guys. Mm -hmm.